0: The following inappropriate words need to be deleted from tonight's script. Mm -hmm. Crotchety, twiddle, and
1: gesticulate. Gesticulate? Well, that, that just means to move your hands. Which leads
0: to shaking hands, which is the first step in making babies.
1: When the Muppet Show is over, you know where to go. Come on down to Ralph's Tavern and let's talk Muppets. Hello, and welcome to Ralph's Tavern. On the menu today, we've got a toast and a roast, burnt hamburgers, devil's advocate, and more. Joining me as my co-host this week is my old buddy Steve Swanson from the MuppetCast. Steve, how are you? Uh, hello, how are you? Yes. Great, thank you very much, so informative. Okay, yes. Steve, are you ready to talk Muppets? I am ready to talk Muppets. Let's do this! All right, let's talk Muppets. Today's house special is Pig Girls Don't Cry, the first episode of the Muppets on ABC. Here's the official description. Miss Piggy is furious that Kermit booked Elizabeth Banks as a guest on her late-night talk show. Fozzie Bear meets his girlfriend's parents. Imagine Dragons perform their new single. With that, it's time for our first segment, First Impressions. This one's pretty soft- Oh, I thought we were done. Oh, okay. Uh, No, the- oh- Yeah, you're right. That was the whole show. Um, Oh. See you next time, folks. Good night, everybody. Um, Anyway, no, we're going to start our first segment, which is called First Impressions, which is exactly that. Very self-explanatory. I just want to hear your first impressions on the first episode of The Muppets on ABC.
0: Go. Sure. Uh, Well, I gave this episode a solid 7 out of 10. Very good, uh, but definitely some room to grow. And I actually had to watch, well, I didn't have to, but I watched this episode multiple times, as I think a lot of people did. What do you mean um, by multiple? Are we talking three times, four times, five times? We're going to say at least five times. You're and kidding. You're I'm, kidding. I'm really not. I did that for a couple reasons, though. Holy um, cow! Well, how many times did you watch it? Two. Mr. Muppet fan? See? Only Two. Only two. What kind of fan are you, J.D.? Well, the second... I
1: wasn't going to review it this uh, or watch it the second time, but then I realized I wanted to record the audio.
0: Okay, well, the reason that I watched it that many times, uh, I watched it a good few times before I went on MuppetCast.com and wrote... An extensive, like, we're talking almost 5,000-word review of the show on MuppetCast.com, which is my website, by the way, JD, JD that you didn't mention. Also, the fact that I'm the host of the MuppetCast, which you can find I, I'm, in I'm, iTunes and at MuppetCast.com. I'm, but... It's okay. Fairly that, that, certain,
1: I said, joining me as my co-host this week is my old buddy Steve Swanson from the Muppet cast, but... No,
0: I, that's, I don't think that's what you said, but in any
1: case... That was in my uh, script. If I didn't say it, then I'm just bad at reading. But yes, your website is wonderful, your podcast is great, it was a true inspiration, and your review was too long. Continue. oh thank you. Well,
0: in any case, uh, I wanted to have a really good foundation of what exactly happened in the episode and exactly how I felt about it as I was writing. So... That's the first couple times, and then uh, after that, I just, you know, I wanted, I enjoyed it, so I wanted to make sure that, because uh, there were some things that I genuinely didn't enjoy about it, um, so I, I wanted to really have a, a good grounding. Okay, all right, that's fair, that makes sense. I think I'm far more prepared for this podcast than you are, by the way. Oh, really? You're right. Well, I'm anyway, just, I'm just saying, yeah. Uh, well, how, what, what do you mean by that? Well, I just, I, I've seen it more so that I can probably dissect the scenes a little more. My thoughts are probably a little more well-formed. I mean, we're just, I'm just talking off the cuff here. We're, we're going to see, I guess. You, you might still come out on top at the end of the night. I, I really don't know. Right. Okay. Not that this is a contest or anything, right? Of, but, of course, this is not a contest. Say, what no. did you think
1: of those pickles? I thought those. that was a very clever
0: touch, which oh, on my oh, second oh. viewing, I noticed. Yeah, yeah. I didn't really pay much attention to the pickles. It was, it was fine, I guess. I paid more attention to the pretzels myself. But ah, I see. Yes, yes. yes the pretzels filled with pretzels, right? Yeah, <laughs> that was probably a botched line, but it was a really good botched line it turned into a good joke. What did you think of Kim? Um, couldn't really care less about Kim. Same in fact here. in my article, I, uh, I said, you know, it, it's a pretty generic. She's a pretty generic looking extra. I thought her name was Kim. Maybe George. I didn't really know. I didn't care. Yeah, same here. My concern
1: is that could have been a Muppet, and we could have had another female Muppet. It it could have been, yes. We we need more female Muppets. This we do. And we have
0: problem. another one to talk about tonight. We'll get there. As we oh, get into the story, but we uh, will get there. So first impressions, yeah, you no, liked it. I, I did, and also the reason I watched it so many times is that on my first viewing of it, I noticed what I was doing was really overanalyzing every microsecond and detail of this show. And i that's because I mean that's just how I'm gonna watch it. But I also realized, you know what, I'm I'm zoomed in too close to this to really just enjoy it as a show because I'm trying to pick up on every little detail and going, okay, who says this? Now how do they shoot this? Now oh oh that's interesting that walk. How are they doing, you know? And I'm really trying to pick everything apart. Too much so. So my second viewing, I actually enjoyed it a lot more than the first viewing because I knew it was coming. I didn't have to overanalyze everything. And by the time I'd seen it a few times, I was just really relaxed into it and enjoying it, probably the same way that most other people who aren't you or I would watch this and receive it. You know, I was doing the
1: live tweet of the show, which I hope to do every single time over on the Twitter feed, For this show, that's at New Muppet Show for the Let's Talk Muppets feed. And you can follow me on there to play along in our live tweets. And I think because I was, to some extent, distracted by the Twitter feed, I wasn't picking apart every little detail. And also, I was watching it with other people. I was watching it with the family, or some of them at least. And that does definitely help. Being with other people really, really helps make the show more interesting. So for me, first viewing... Uh, Was just about as good as the second viewing and it was probably the second viewing when I noticed more details and actually picked up on even more lines and jokes that I didn't get before so I Wouldn't know how to give this a Review in the sense of a number of stars at least I don't think so maybe by the end of this discussion I will have that for you, but as of right now I don't know all I know is that I really really enjoyed it because I thought it was funny It felt like the Muppets were at home doing what was a very natural fit for them uh, to me, just about everything about this felt quite natural, except for maybe when, maybe when Scooter kind of snapped back at Elizabeth Banks.
0: Yeah, that was weird.
1: Yes, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Apparently, uh, let's actually
0: talk a little bit about uh, what happened in this episode. You want to? Yeah, let's talk about that. So, so basically, this. It was nice because this wasn't, I mean, it was the first episode of the series, but it wasn't the first episode of Uplate with Miss Piggy. We kind of got to come into this process after it's already been started. So, and I read this somewhere, um, I forget where, but so we didn't have to be told what was going to be happening. We could just watch it all unfold and be a part of it. And so this is just uh, another day in the life of Uplate with Miss Piggy, and... The uh, guest star that's going to be coming up very soon is Elizabeth Banks, and we see Piggy doesn't really want to have anything to do with Elizabeth Banks, and Kermit decides that, well, you know what? Piggy, your reason isn't really a valid reason for wanting to kick her off. Uh, I can't see any reason not to have her on, so you know what? She's on the show. We get to meet Kermit's girlfriend, Denise. We get to see the Muppet characters doing, in some cases, what we're used to seeing them doing, and in some cases doing very new and different things and getting some uh, more insight into the uh, off-camera life of these characters, which is what we've been told all summer long is what we're going to see. So there's a couple different storylines that I'm sure we're going to kind of deep dive into and find out what was old and what was new and what we liked and what we didn't. So right off the bat, Elizabeth Banks, what did you think of her role in this throughout the episode? You know... She didn't do a whole lot as a guest star in the sense of, uh, well, in in the way of what I'm used to seeing human guest stars do with Muppet characters. Uh I mean, one of the reasons I really liked the old Muppet show, I think many of us do, is because even if you didn't know who the guest star was, they did a lot of really weird and interesting things with the Muppet characters, you know, um, an opera singer might come out and be a dancer, or a comedian might come out and do a dramatic scene or whatever, you know? So if you don't know um, who
1: they are, if you don't know who they are, by
0: the end of the show, you still don't know who they are, because you saw them do a bunch of stuff that they don't normally do. <laughs> well, whatever. But but it didn't matter, because you got to see humans having fun with Muppet characters, right? Um, I didn't get to see that in this. We got to see Elizabeth Banks, and we saw, as the episode went on, that, oh... If you don't know who this person is, which was me, very obviously, this is a person at least from the movie Hunger Games, who you, which is a movie you might be at least passingly familiar with, which again, is me. You, um, you've seen the Hunger Games, right, Steve? I've seen the first one, yeah. Well, it gets better after the first one. Well, okay, that's fine. And maybe it was when and if I ever have some time to, to watch it, I will. But aside from that, um, I didn't really get a sense of who this person was. I didn't get a sense of her having fun with the Muppets up until the very, very end of the show. So, and most of the show was her being really separate from the Muppets, you know, scooter taking her on that golf cart tour through the studio where the whole point of her being there was for Kermit to keep her sequestered from certainly from Miss Piggy, but by that function from the rest of the Muppets so it was really different this time, having a human guest star that was, you know, just there. I don't know. To me,
1: that, that didn't faze me much. I don't know why. I found that to be somehow strangely okay. It seemed natural to me because while this was not a guest star in the usual Muppet show sense, this was sort of a guest star in the usual Muppet movie sense. Does that make make any sense? That does make sense, This was a bit more similar to, say, uh, Jack Black in the 2011 Muppet movie.
0: Absolutely. I definitely agree with that. The whole point
1: is for him to come in and be Jack Black and, hey, look, it's Jack Black, and now we're going to throw him into this situation, and then we'll make him the Hobo
0: King. Totally, totally. And and while uh, we didn't get anything quite on that degree with uh, Elizabeth Banks. One thing I will say I did like about her because in my mind, I'm also still trying to separate this from the old Muppet show. Um, and there are, I mean, someone like me, I'm going to make comparisons, right? The, the Muppet show is my frame of reference for the Muppets on television. And um, one thing I really did like was at the end of the show where we're on the up late with Miss Piggy segment and she's talking with Elizabeth Banks there. That, to me, felt very much like Kermit the Frog sitting on the wall talking with the celebrity guests from the old Muppet show. So there was definitely a positive connection with the old Legacy show as well. I never made that connection.
1: I never made that. I didn't think about that at all. But yeah, I guess there is sort of a similarity there. Now, the subplot with Tom on, that was fun.
0: That was really fun. And I'm so happy to see him on screen. He was such a good sport. He was great. His, I I don't know how many takes he would have had to do to get the line that he did where he's all sad and disappointed and he figured it out. And it was just hilarious. Yeah. I loved the bit about the basket with the not so fancy
1: salami. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So many great jokes in this episode. Can we talk about that? We've talked about a few different things so far. If you watch an episode of Muppets Tonight or, dare I say it, Studio DC Almost Live, mm. there are mm. – it, it's the jokes are there – sorry, did I make you throw up a little?
0: I was in the middle of a drink of water and I almost spat it out, yes.
1: Spat. Love that word. Um, well, with with productions like that, a lot of times it feels like – they're trying to make a joke be there just so there's a joke there. They just need there to be a joke there. So they write one. And if it's a, if it's bad, it's bad. With this, it just seems like the jokes just came naturally. It's like... It, it Almost like when you watch the 2011 Muppet movie and it becomes very clear to me that the writers of that movie said, okay, wouldn't it be fun if we threw this in there? Wouldn't it be fun if we did this? Wouldn't it be fun if we did this? What if, what if, what if? And... I get a little bit of that sense, not in the same style, not in the same tone, but just the idea of what if, what if, what if, wouldn't it be funny if, that just makes everything that happens on this show seem to grow so organically out of the characters. Like, what would what would Pepe talk about? Like, you start right. with that premise, and very early, early on in the episode, we hear about his, who was it, his sister who had the 4,000 babies?
0: Well, that was the first... The very first joke that
1: was made in the whole episode, yeah. Pretty much, if you exclude the cold open, which wasn't very exactly, funny. Exactly, yeah. It, which, well, is, is, which is a little bit concerning, but then immediately I after disagree. that it picks I up. I disagree, but it's an establishing right. shot. It's it's an establishing thing. Well, I think that once once we're done establishing what this show is,
0: a couple episodes down the line, we might get some really funny cold opens. I agree, and I also agree with your statement about how the jokes are very natural and the humor can be different because, and I, I like having the Muppets with a laugh track. Again, this goes back to the Muppet show. And for me, it's going to keep going back there until there's enough content in this new show for me to kind of pull away from that. But, um, I do like the fact that without a laugh track, the humor can be a lot more natural for these characters. And we definitely saw that my favorite moment that demonstrates that is the, uh, at the point at which Piggy realizes that Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks is still going to be on the show. And there's what I called in my article, the ha walk, um, where he's Kermit's trying to explain and Piggy's ha. And then Kermit tries a little bit more ha. And then he goes a little bit longer and no, ha, no, ha. That part for me is just, it's very subtle, very funny, very cool, very, Very in character for those two. Uh, The counterexample to to that statement, though, is a forced joke, like something along the lines of dancing with the czars.
1: Okay, I'll give you that that one
0: was... You guys can do better than that.
1: However, I would argue that the point there was not to get us laughing. The point was to show that Gonzo and Rizzo and Pepe
0: are terrible writers who can't get laughs. But you can do that while being funny. I mean, that moment there felt very Muppets Tonight for me. Honestly,
1: I didn't care. I was just so happy to see Rizzo and Pepe doing something interesting.
0: And you know what? Those characters got to do a lot in this episode, didn't they?
1: Yes, they did. That's one of the talking points I wanted to bring up. Um, Okay. I can cross off Scooter was a little snappy. We got there. I can cross off... I actually
0: said that uh, Scooter... That line of, uh, well, that, that whole sequence of Scooter, that wasn't Scooter there. That was Richard Hunt. Really? Oh, absolutely. That, those are things that Scooter would never say, but Richard would say in a heartbeat, I'm sure. That and worse. And, and I, I smile as I say that. I mean, out of affection and love for, for everything that I know Richard did. But Scooter isn't a smart aleck. Um, that was a very out of character moment. It wound up being very funny, and uh, the puppetry in that scene, okay, let's talk about that. yes, please that was you've got it you got a scene with a puppet character and a human. Mm-hmm. You see the back of the puppet's head more than anything else, and you completely believe the character, yes. And then, of course, he gets thrown off the cart, and, so, and that's a, a great technical feat as well. Look they mixed all that together. I mean, everything about that scene looked great. And it looks like it it's was, all just one shot. Uh, yeah, that's the thing. Like, you, you've got to really, really look to see, and you have to know what you're looking for to see anything there, any, anything in the way of a splice or a cut. But, wow, the, the, the technical um, process of putting all this together was really, really super well done.
1: Yes, I agree. With that and with Fozzie's driving, because I'm still not entirely sure how that was done. Oh, that was a the,
0: beautiful shot. Yeah. If it was
1: chroma key, it was really good chroma key. That um, was that was solid, yeah. It was, it was... Those were some good special effects. And then when... Oh my gosh, I loved Big Mean Carl in this. When he pushed Fozzie over that chair, it, ah, it seemed like a pretty yeah. simple effect. You wouldn't need any animatronics or anything like that, but it's still was was so good looking because you really, really bought mm-hmm. that the Muppets had legs and were flying around in this space. Which Yeah, which, you bought that Fozzie flew across the room. Which is partly because we saw Fozzie's legs earlier in the shot when he was warming up the audience and shaking his whatever he was shaking. Um, Just like back in the old El Slizo Cafe, right? Yeah, it was very uh, reminiscent. He even of that. did the
0: little hula hoop. Yes, the hula hoop. Uh, yes. That's
1: a good That's a good word for it. The yeah. hula hoop. I should have called this podcast Fozzie's Hula Hoop. Oh, um, man. No, I should not have. I have a whole list. Here, listeners, you want to hear this, don't you? Um let's, I've let's got hear this it. crazy list of all these different... I don't think this is all of them. I started with the idea of because we've got this running gag that this show is called The Muppets, period, because there's the period at the end of the title, which is stupid. Mm-hmm. The whole title is stupid. I
0: hate it. Um, yes, the Wicked, uh, yeah. That's the worst part of the show, well, the Disney title. just calls everything involving the Muppets, the Muppets now, which, for a creative company, is embarrassing.
1: It I'm really sorry. is. I mean, this is the company that brought us such creativity as Brother Bear 2, Cinderella 2, Aladdin 2,
0: The Little Mermaid 2, and now... <laughs> Like, I'm really worried. I'm not worried about Muppet Vision 3D going away in the parks. I'm worried that it's going to catch on and they, they're going to want to expand all these Muppet presents in, in the park and they're going to have a new restaurant and they're going to call it the Muppets and they're going to have a new uh, Muppet ride through and they're going to call that the Muppets. And those two things are going to be right next door to each other. The Disney company can't call anything involving the Muppets other than the Muppets for some reason. You know what I'm afraid of, Steve? I'm afraid they're going to rename Muppet Vision 3D to the Muppets. Oh, gosh, that'd be a travesty.
1: Hey, look, I found the names. Um, Oh, hey. Yeah, I I have no idea how I'm going to edit all that together. But, uh... Uh, oh no, I already said on the show that I'd found the names. Okay. I can't remember what we have edited in and out. I don't know. It's late. I'm tired. I've had a few too many drinks of tap water. Um, <laughs> but yeah, since we've been joking and saying that the title is the Muppets period, uh, I've been calling, uh, the first title that I came up with for this show was the Muppets comma. I remember that, yep. And that was a pretty good one. Or right. either that or the Muppet semicolon. Um, yeah, I liked semicolon better. You replied with the Just One Person podcast with J.D. Hansel and Friends. Yes. <laughs> and then and then the Denise Sucks podcast. Which I don't think we can say anymore. We'll get to that. Up Late with Muppet Fans. Uh, yes. After the Other Sacks. Mm-hmm. Muppet Fans Against Denise. Uh, Pig Kissin' Guys podcast. Yeah. You said yeah. Manamanodcast, which I thought was brilliant. Mm, thank you. You threw in, uh, Muppetphones on Strike. Yes. And then I said, Hanks Laban and Huckstetter.
0: Which only works if you know of a very certain few Muppetcast episodes. I know, right? Well. So, uh.
1: Or you know my show, but yeah, you're right. Um, No Recording Allowed podcast. Hank Slaben, Frog Fan, Lizard Shade, and Dozier podcast, which is very funny. One of but my mostly to us, yes. One of my favorites, Kermit's Lily Pod. That's not bad. Yeah, I love that one. Uh, Death by Marvin Suggs. What imagery? Uh, mm-hmm. Hank yes. Shade seventy six. And then after that, when we were not texting, I got this huge, 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 huge bunch of ideas from uh, uh, Muppets on Muppets last week in Muppetland, dissecting Kermit uh, The Kermit vlog the Muppet show logs the Muppet show files uh, The Kermiggy show Kermit's burger access Muppet show the deep-fried Denise show the Muppet chat room uh, Muppet con the frog and piggy talk show Froggy piggy pod that's hard to say uh, We're screwed Gary. Let's eat Denise Muppets exposed uh, Frog Legs and Bacon, Not Another Muppet Show, The Secret Life of Bobo, Under Ralph's Tavern, mm-hmm. then Ralph's Tavern, which I was really seriously considering calling this show, then Muppets After Hours, uh, and I had a few others before I finally settled on this one, and eventually I had to stop thinking of other ideas because I just needed to make the logo, which I think turned out okie
0: dokie. Um, have you seen it? Not yet, but I think your best idea in that group is dissecting Kermit. Yeah, I like it. It's that's, fun. That, that stood out. Like, you kept talking, but that's the one that stuck in my mind. Like, oh, that's catchy. See, to me, it seems like that's sort of an old repeated joke. Um, but I, I don't
1: know. We might use it for something. We have no idea how many more podcasts we may make, Steve. We could be
0: doing this for way too long a time. You know you are right. We hopefully will be doing this for a very long time. And some day when we're old and gray,
1: we'll still be talking about Muppets, even when we can't remember who Kim is anymore. <laughs> Won't that be a nice day? Where were we in this show? Hey, want to jump right into burned hamburgers? Let's just do it. All right, let's do it. It's time for burned hamburgers. Okay. So, now we're going to talk about the pigs. We're talking about Miss Piggy, we're talking about Denise, and we get to rant about them all we want and complain about them, or praise them if we like what they're doing in this show. So, first of all, we've talked a bit about how we are so done with the Miss Piggy mwah 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 schtick. We all hate that. So, did you like Miss Piggy's lines and humor
0: in this episode more than her normal stuff? Well, since she didn't do the mwah 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 stick. I was very happy, actually. Yay! Um, <laughs> she, <laughs> there's the kazoo. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought her writing was really really good. Um, she was still, and, and you know, it. My opinion of her evolved over the episode because the first time we see her, she's doing the kinds of things that she has always done. More recently. Uh, which is just kind of uh, being snotty, being mean and condescending and not uh, acknowledging anyone else's presence in a scene. So she's chewing out her hairdresser. She chews out Kermit. uh, She does nothing but squawk and squabble and argue with people. And then we see the breakup. And that is the Miss Piggy that you and I Uh, We're talking about very recently on an episode of the show of The Muppet Cast, the episode that you and I and Jared were talking about in depth, um, these things about Miss Piggy's character that we really miss, and I think that breakup scene really tied everything together. Uh, For one, it tied together the entire social media narrative that's been going on all summer long, uh, but it Showed. Oh, okay. This gives this scene here gives Piggy a platform to have that exterior. Now that all makes sense and it's beautiful. Uh, so I really loved everything they did with Piggy in this episode. By the end of it, especially, uh, I thought it all came together very nicely. And if we talk about Denise, we really didn't get to see Hold a up. whole lot Hold about. Up. We're oh, okay. not done okay. with Piggy.
1: Oh, okay, okay. As go. far as that breakup goes, let's really yeah. think about this. Let's think all about right. all the history that Kermit and Piggy have together. All the times when she has treated him wrong, she's treated his friends wrong, can't even bother to remember their names, which is weird, because I don't think she's which ever is... had that problem before this show. Right, right. Just saying. Um, but it was still
0: funny when she called Fozzie the guy with the hat. Yes. Um, it was a version of the Gary joke from the sizzle reel, but I thought yes. this was executed a lot better. But... Yeah,
1: I think that with everything that she's done over the years and the number of times when she has been very abusive to Kermit uh, verbally and physically, the number of times when she's cheated on him and tried to go after other men, but would kill him if he was even in the same state as an attractive female. Mm -hmm. There have been billions of reasons, good reasons for Kermit and Piggy to break up. And then we finally get to this kind of relatively little wimpy thing that happened in which she just took a lot of selfies with people for a long time and they missed the movie and uh, presumably a Q&A that followed with Elizabeth Banks. Because I'm pretty, I haven't actually seen Pitch Perfect 2. I haven't seen either of those films, but I'm pretty sure yeah, Elizabeth either. Banks is in that, which is why her poster was on the wall. But I'm not, yes. I'm not positive about all that. I'm guessing. Have you seen either of the Pitch Perfect movies? I have not. Okay, glad we're all on the same page here. But we get th- that, that, to me, is a relatively minor thing. That's not that big of a deal. And to make that the straw that broke the camel's back, to me, seemed a little odd. Because you're going to figure that one of them, at least, didn't handle that correctly. And you're going to want them to just grow up and get back together. Which they, sh- as far as I'm concerned, shouldn't for quite some time. Kermit deserves his freedom at this point, because he's been putting up with this hog for quite a long time, and all of her crazy antics, and all of the stuff that we've hated seeing her do for the past 15 years or thereabouts. So, did you think that what they wrote for the breakup scene was an excuse just to make the plot work, and to have some reason for them to break up? Or do you think that that was legitimately
0: the right thing to separate Kermit and Piggy? Uh, I think it's legitimately the right thing to do to separate Kermit and Piggy. Uh, really? I completely disagree with your assessment of this whole situation, but that's fine because Glad some people are going to agree pig. with you and some will the ones who are right will agree with me. Uh, but at the same time, they've broken up so many times publicly on screen. You're right. There's, there's, I mean, it's not a smooth relationship, obviously, We've seen them. We've seen it happen on the Muppet Show, where Kermit blows up and just Piggy, you're fired. You're fired, Piggy. You're fired. And uh, we've seen that happen in the uh, the 2011 Muppets movie in Paris. Yeah, that was just a movie. Well, but I'm saying the way that it's scripted, the way that it happened, it was just it was that actually wasn't very satisfying. This was like, oh, I, I I felt. Those emotions, you know, I've been in that kind of situation before, so maybe that's why I can relate. Um, you know, you don't you don't want to end a relationship with someone, and sometimes it's a big blow up, and sometimes it's just you realize it's not going to work, and there's nothing to do but say that it's not working. Uh, but the way that you know she started that scene out as being Miss Piggy, as being the big. Gregarious, larger than life, taking selfies with everyone—all that kind of thing. She went from that to having to drop that facade to the real emotions and the real, uh, you know, self-confidence issues and all that kind of stuff. That rejection that she's been through her entire life before she got to, you know, be the the diva star with the Muppet Gang. All that stuff. We, we she had to kind of. That's what, that's what came up to the surface. So I think, again, I think that was really brilliantly done. I think, uh, you know, different age groups and different reference points digest that scene a little bit differently, but, um, I thought everything about that was perfect. I
1: thought it could have been a heck of a lot worse, but for what it was, it was fine. Uh, If it got the job done, it got the job done. They slowed down enough to let the moment play out and let it sit there and let it affect you and let you be moved by it, and I was moved Mm -hmm. by it. That being said, I was still left a little bit unsatisfied and going, really? That was it? Kermit, you you could have had that conversation with her in 1978. (laughs) And if we're going to have to see her in pain, let's really see her in pain. Let's actually go ahead and establish that this show is going to show you Piggy sobbing and then screaming at the uh, documentary crew for coming in but see when that's she's not what
0: happens that's not what happens. This is a pig wounded that's what we're seeing, but she's not going to go off and sobbing Brah! and do all that kind of stuff that's she doesn't she doesn't hurt big she the opposite side of that spectrum is what's big for her the shield the shell that's what's big that's what causes all that hmm. Interesting. You
1: know I'm right. Uh, no, I don't. I it's it's hard to say, really. <laughs> I don't know what I think about this, and I'll I honestly think I have to rewatch the scene. I've already seen it I, twice. I'm, I never thought I'm I'd happy it to at her. least
0: have confused you. I consider that a personal victory.
1: Yeah, you have confused me because I really do Thank think you. that when I look at that, it's uh, both times that I watched it, I felt that's fine, it'll work would have liked a little more, would like to feel for these characters a little bit more, would like to really get exactly what was going on inside their heads at this moment and why it didn't go on before.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Maybe it's just the fact that I'm really, really, really angry with the way Miss Piggy's been for the past 15 years that I'm thinking, this should have happened so long ago, why is it no, only I'm this? There. I'm totally with you why, there. But why yeah. is it only this that changes things? Maybe it's know. merely lack of experience with, with relationships. I don't know what it is, but... I was okay with it, wasn't totally loving it. What I loved was that, in spite of the fact that it's a very, very fast-paced show, and I love that fast pace, they knew, they understood Peaks and Valleys.
0: Sure, And they
1: knew that they had to take the time to really let this sit with you so that you got it, and you got that the Muppets could have a serious side, and this is it, and it can hurt. Mm Mm-hmm. So I like that. And I've always liked that. you didn't you did not persuade me quite as much as you might think. Um, that's okay. so so what did you think about uh, the joke with
0: Miss Piggy getting things um uh, hiked? That was awesome. Very, very funny. right in character with uh, with what I'd like to see from Piggy. making jokes about, you know, plastic surgery, all that kind of it's it's you know, that's what Hollywood is, right? So if, if the Muppets have gone Hollywood, then here they are, then so be it. And the butt joke with I'm getting this thing hiked over hiatus, that was hilarious. Uh and then Banks coming back and shooting with you must have a really long hiatus coming up. Perfect. Again, that's exactly the kind of thing that uh I would see I would want to see from like an updated Muppet Show, celebrity talk kind of segment. Beautifully done. Gosh, we have to quickly get back to something we can agree on. Um uh denise denise what did you think of denise loved her thought she was a, a good addition and it's funny because we you're making she is this still, so
1: hard steve she I is still the
0: character you. that we know the least about in the muppets right still except she's for only kim. had five minutes of screen time well we're not counting kim kim doesn't count because she'll be gone by next time i'm almost guarantee it but actually I, case, I hear the next episode's all about her Oh well, okay. In any case, though, I thought uh, Denise was—you know—we many of us. Well, okay, I can't say that. I saw Denise coming as the homewrecker character. She's the one uh, that that gets between my frog and my pig, and she's—you know—just she's trying to pull Kermit away. She's going to pull him some evil direction that's going to be against with the Muppets are uh, are all about, she's going to be the villain of the series. You know, like that's really how I kind of saw her because as you look at the character's design, she's very sleek lines, very thin lines uh, drawn. It's obvious that this is a pig who's had a nose job. I mean, I they built this head this character head to look like this is a character who has had some plastic surgery because let's face it, she's a marketing executive executive at a TV network in Hollywood. Again, that's how that town works. That's just what happens. That's the culture. And I thought, wow, they really designed her to to be a specific kind of character. And I was completely wrong. Denise is, at least on the surface now, because again, we don't know a whole lot about her, But she comes across as this sweet Southern Belle kind of character, very supportive of Kermit, which is a change for him in a relationship partner, Um, very underspoken um, and just a sweet when they had that little scene where they're snuggling by the by Kermit's computer. uh, That was just adorable. They're an adorable little couple. Again, I don't know much about Denise, but what I've seen makes me like her. Okay. Now you tell me how any of that's wrong. What's wrong with love, J.D.? Well,
1: first of all, I'm a little surprised by what your first impression of her was based on the design, because I don't know if we were just reading different things, but I kind of got the sense that she was going to be a pretty nice person who was going to be good to Kermit. um, Okay. And who was going to be pretty supportive of Kermit and actually care about him, and was going to be reasonably intelligent... Um, reasonably competent, not overly emotional, more down to earth,
0: mm-hmm. more likable.
1: Um, and so when I. So it didn't totally throw me off when I got that from her personality in the show and her role in the show. The accent threw me off, and I'm not sure I'm crazy about the accent. Um, I just was not expecting that. And sometimes that accent works perfectly fine, other times. Not as much, but most of all, you can't see how the accent lines up with the uh, movements of the puppet's mouth because that puppet is built terribly. I hate that puppet. Okay. I like the character a heck of a lot. Right Mm -hmm. from the beginning, when she has her first line, and it's that little joke, and then she follows it up with the cute ba dum It's like, oh gosh, I love you. Right? Like, right off the bat, it's like, you are the best... Why didn't Kermit find you sooner? I mean, first of all, when Kermit was doing the Muppet show, she probably hadn't been born yet. But with how much plastic surgery she's had, hey, (laughs) we don't know. She may not even be a pig. We don't know what her age is. Right. Uh, So I do like the character a lot. The accent's a little weird, but I'm getting over that. It's just the puppet that sucks because the puppet is so dead. Like, it it seems more like Denise is this character we don't get to see who's puppeteering a stupid, ugly pig puppet. That's Mm. what it feels like when I watch the show. Denise is the puppeteer of this terribly built puppet that has no life in the face, no expression in the face. And, you see, I've gotten... I've heard people talk about the Muppets before and why they don't like the Muppets. Yes, I've run into people who don't like the Muppets, Um Lots and lots of mostly younger people under the age of 20 don't get the Muppets. And one of the mm-hmm. critiques that I've heard is people saying, well, I think it's just a lack of expression that creeps me out. Just how dead those faces and those eyes
0: look. That, that's creepy. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's plenty yeah, of expression what are you, in the face. What are you not seeing that I'm seeing? Because even in this episode, uh, just to, to pull you off track for just a second, but yeah. in that Tom Bergeron scene uh, in Kermit's office where uh, Bergeron leaves and then Scooter is chewing out, I mean, uh, Kermit's chewing out Scooter for, you know, of all the stars who were dancing in the ABC studio, you chose Tom Bergeron. And Tom knocks on the window and says, I'm still here. And Kermit's face goes from shock to this smarmy kind of cover-up smile, which is just a movement of Steve Whitmire's hand, but his expression changes in half a second and it's so amazingly pitch perfect. It's right on. Every and time. It's like, every I'm t- sorry. That's expression right there. That's huge expression. Yes.
1: Every time I see Steve Whitmire perform, I respect him more. Oh, my God. I, yes. I adore Steve Whitmire more and more and more and more and more every single time I see one of his uh, more recent performances because he is spot on. Every single time, always coming up with something brilliant to do with whatever puppet is in his hand. Every time. And making it more and more interesting and always throwing in more and more clever little touches and clever little movements. And the result is a lot of expression and a lot of reality. And, it's just who he is as an entertainer. Yeah. yeah. And then you get Denise. And the performer is doing a great job. I yes. can tell. I can tell it's yes. a great voice and it's great puppetry. That being said, one of the things I learned at the Beyond the Sock workshop is if you have a great puppet but a terrible pr- performer, it's going to look terrible. If you have a great performer and a terrible puppet, it's still going to look terrible. What I'm seeing here is who, from what I can tell, I haven't seen all that many characters uh, that this person has performed. Uh, before, at least to my knowledge. I'm I'm
0: looking at uh, Julianne... How do you say her last name? Oh, is it Julianne Butcher? Yes. Is that who it is? Yes. Oh, that's so awesome. I've been a fan of hers for a long time. Okay, so you know who she is. Yeah. I'm, oh, yeah. Wow. I, I've
1: looked up her Muppet Wiki page a couple of times before, um, and I see that she's done The Scrumps, she's done Sid the Science Kid, she's done Puppet Up and Stuffed and Unstrung, and... Had a, a cameo in Forgetting Sarah Marshall, which I still haven't seen yet. i got to see that at some point. Um, you
0: do. It's, it's a good movie. She's super talented. Okay.
1: I will... Well, I, I don't have to take your word for it, because I could see that in this episode. It was abundantly clear. Um, mm-hmm. And was she also doing Yolanda,
0: or who was doing Yolanda? Do we know? Um... I don't know, but it's entirely possible that she was doing Yolanda. If, in fact, well, we didn't really get a name on that female rat character, but I, I kind of associated Yolanda as well. Is it wrong that every time we
1: see a female rat, we assume it's Yolanda?
0: No. Okay. There, Good. there aren't, a, there aren't a whole lot of uh, named female rat characters, right? Well, if if Rizzo's hitting on her, you'd think at this point he wouldn't need to
1: be trying to pick up yolanda with a pickup line because right, i mean right. they've already dated so many times it would be more like do you want to get back together
0: yeah, yeah.
1: um so maybe it wasn't yolanda i don't know i thought the muppet wiki said it was yolanda but you maybe could... the wiki dare i say it could be wrong about
0: this no story. that's that's impossible okay I refuse you're right to accept you're right
1: that. it's yolanda it's yolanda it's yolanda by the way muppet hub uh the the home page for this podcast, and for so many other wonderful Muppetational things, uh, just got its own page on the Muppet Wiki. Well, it's about time. Yeah, I'll say it's about time. It took forever for somebody to finally write that, and that somebody had to be me.
0: Gosh, come on, well, people. As well, well, I had to write mine. Oh, you That's did? That's just how it happened. Yes, of course. No, Why didn't you no. do it sooner? Well, I didn't get around to it. Um,
1: okay. Anyways, moving on. So, yeah, I love the character, hate the puppet. The puppet sucks all the reality out of it, or at least most of the reality out of it. Um, but I am really looking forward to seeing more of this character. I just... I, oh. It's a pity. It's a pity that this is... Uh, that we've got such a, pity? such a good character, but we can't get enough expression out of uh, the mouth or the eyes. And Isn't I, it a shame? I, I don't know what could be done to change that. Maybe if it had a look that was slightly more like Spamella, I mean, on the whole, I, I think this puppet goes in a better direction than what they were using in the pitch reel. Um, oh goodness, yes. It, it's like you, you've got the right idea; it just doesn't have the right expression. But maybe the people at uh, uh, at um, maybe the people building the Muppets now at, at what is it Puppet Heap? Are they still doing this? Uh, it is it, it is Puppet
0: Heap, I believe. Yes. Still Puppet Heap. Okay. Um, maybe as weeks go on. Her Botox will relax a little bit. we will get more expression out of the face. Maybe. Yeah. It could happen. It could. Yeah.
1: We shall see. So, we for now, shall. the verdict is Piggy's doing better and uh, Denise is good. Mm-hmm. I agree. Moving yeah. right along. Is there anything in this episode that really ticked you off?
0: I don't think so. Um, there were things that I weren't... Th- there were things that I, I definitely thought fell flat, but I think I've already talked about some of those, like the uh, the Dancing with the Czars, that wasn't that great. I thought the um, the Fozzie and the, the parents could have been tightened up a little bit. Um, it just felt like it went on a little bit too long, but uh, maybe that could be just my perception, but that was sort of my opinion of that. But really, I thought everything... Everything was at least okay, and then there were some parts that were just like, oh, great, that's amazing. And the amazing things were like real sharp spikes in an otherwise just kind of okay going on with the flow. That's why I gave it a seven, because most of it's a five, which is passable. And then you had moments like Zoot at the beginning thinking that he's in an AA meeting, which was hilarious. Like Zoot for the win in the first scene. I know that was it was awesome, brilliant. Oh my god, Uncle Deadly, as his just walk around uh, wardrobe character. Yep, you know, given the uh, the the little brush thing, and the second time he comes along, and it's uh, it's Kermit. He says, "No, it's skin, skin, skin." Ow, ow! Like everything about that is just these little tiny little subtle touches. that go, "Oh yes, this is all real." You know, so clever. Uh, Loved that. So, a a lot of little clever things that. Were just great little creative spikes. In like I said, it almost. Uh, I mean, all of it is is still pretty good. I hope that our general level can raise up. Uh, I hope like the the resting level can go from a five to a seven because then we can spike up to a ten. Uh, still, I mean, I, and I, I'm a harsh critic, and I'm looking for things that most audiences aren't looking for, and I'm aware of that, so. This is really a very good effort for a first episode. I know a lot of people loved it. A lot of other people had problems with it. Um, You know, you look at the the reviews for this episode are all over the map. But you know know what the real result is? It was ABC's highest rated series premiere, I think, ever, at least in a very, very long time. So you know what? The numbers are there probably because a lot of people were curious the numbers aren't going to be as high next week, and I realize that. I'm ready for that, but at the same time, I think there's a lot of us that are sticking around. I hope there are at least.
1: Yeah, and I think that once they get through establishing uh, what this show is, and once they figure and once they figure out what the show is, that's part of it too. Um, that's I part think, of it too. Then yeah. I think it's probably going to rise to a standard seven. Um, just as as usual, and then we get peaks after that
0: that are just yeah, through the roof. Yeah. And so I want to see more like cre- I want to see more creativity in actual acts on the show. We barely got to see any of Up Late with Miss Piggy. Um, I mentioned in in my review that um, Imagine Dragons, who believe me, I'm okay with seeing next to nothing of. Um, yeah, they were an afterthought. The music in this show was an afterthought, and that w- that part was disappointing. We got to see like all the bo- all the be- stuff that would happen in between acts. Like, you know, back on the Muppet show, we got to see all the backstage stuff. That was great. But I felt like the Muppets, who are a group of characters who are known for performing, didn't perform anything. That part of it was a little weird. That's something that stood out that w- that's kind of a minus for me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I can see how that could be kind of uh kind of a bummer. I I didn't really mind that that much. I wasn't expecting much music in this show, so I'm I'm cool with it, mostly because I know if they were to do music segments in this show, it would probably have to be current music, and the current state of popular music is horrendous. It is, yes. It's it's, it's not been good, my friend, but if I may say one thing really, really briefly, and cover your ears, because this is going to get loud, I'm going to have to scream this. Are you ready? All right. I'm, okay. I'm ready. All right. ELO's got a new album coming out! Woo! All right. I'm good who does Elo Jefflin's Elo the first track oh, from the upcoming that. album was released today and it's a good track we're going to get a good I album I didn't
0: know that I didn't even know that oh I'm going to have to go and listen to that yeah the yes, first track I, was I did dead. see something about that uh the, the other day on Facebook that uh that that's a green light so yes but uh, they, not they, that he's going to show up on the show although wouldn't that be amazing Oh my god but gosh. uh yeah
1: Sorry, for those of you who don't know, I'm a huge fan of Jeff Lynne and Electric Light Orchestra, and the fact that they're finally, after about 15 years, going to have a new album, and from what I'm hearing so far, it sounds good. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. But oh, yeah, uh, very, it very looks like we that, are but... roughly around the one hour mark, so while uh, we've got we just... Really? We've uh, talked for an hour about a 30-minute show. That's great. <laughs> not, well, not quite 30 minutes. Well, you know, uh, we've got just a couple more things to hit on, and we'll come right back to that right after the break.
0: We're here in this abandoned warehouse talking to someone who didn't use Flipper Media to produce their podcast. Sir, what do you have to say? Hey, let me out of here. Flipper Media, online media production and consulting. To jumpstart your projects, go to Flipper.media. And now we're back. And
1: since the show show is running quite long, I must say, I think we're going to have to start wrapping this up. So as we're getting towards the end... I think that we should very briefly address some of the negative criticism that the show has gotten. And most of that so far has been about how the show is a bit too dirty and is not clean and is not family friendly for little kids. And much of the criticism concerning that actually came out before the show came out. Yes, these are the people we're dealing with who like to criticize the show before they've seen the show and talk about how it's the worst thing ever. And I think my favorite response... um, or, not response, but I saw a comment on someone's post about about how horrible the show was that had something to do with, um, I believe the comment was, the devil knows his time is short. That was a reaction to the news of the new Muppet Show on ABC. So, while I don't want to spend too much time on this, uh, and I actually have some other plans that you can read about on Muppet Hub for addressing this issue. Actually, no, I'll, I'll mention that right here. Um... What I'd like to do is put together a reel of some of the Muppets worst and dirtiest moments in terms of stuff That's got uh, your sexual references, drugs and alcohol references, crude humor, stuff That's generally considered to be not totally okay for kids, profanity So I'm gonna try to put together a little reel of some of the highlights of some of the Muppets Most uh, well least g-rated stuff. I'll say uh, so that rather than having to have this rant over and over and over again we can just send this one video to people and they get all of that yucky stuff that they hate all at once. And they go, oh, so this is what the Muppets do. Okay. And then we're all good. Um, Mm -hmm. So you can send those ideas. If you have ideas for any clips like that, of course, I'll get the obvious ones. I'll get uh, Bobo's balloons and I'll get everything from the Raquel Welch episode. Easy stuff. Gonzo
0: selling his soul to the devil.
1: Oh, I hadn't thought of that one.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's good. Well, I there's was, all kinds. Of, w- there, there's so many good things. I actually wanted to mention one other joke that I, I temporarily slipped my mind, and it's one of those things that uh, is a perf. It's pitch perfect for the Muppets because it's a joke that works one way for kids, probably, and works quite another way for adults. I think. Do tell. If I'm not the only person who's interpreting the joke this way, but when Kermit, when there's a cutaway to a Kermit talking head explaining how he and Denise met. And he talks about uh, they met at a cross-promotional synergy meeting and they, well, and the camera focuses back to Denise, who's drinking her iced coffee from a straw very deliberately, goes back to Kermit. Kermit says, well, we cross-promoted. That's a very adult joke that they made right there that's very funny to me. And most kids probably wouldn't even get that. And that's why the Muppets of the Muppets, because they can do that. Very well. The New York Times actually gave that joke a really, really hard time.
1: Really? Because it is a crude joke. I mean, but like, it's a funny crude joke. To me, that's that's it's not the worst potty humor I've heard by no means, and it's somewhat clever. I like the pun, but still, it's it. it I, don't, I don't know that that needed to be there. Um, and I can see how that might be pushing it a little bit. Uh, for a show that some children are going to watch. They won't get it, but it's just going to make things awkward for the whole family. So, I like it. Um, I, do, I didn't love it quite as much as you did. But, okay. Um, anyway, just to respond anyway, yes. quickly Sorry. to to one of the big things that came up. Uh, Franklin Graham uh, is significant by descent. His response before the show came out... Once he just heard the idea of this show, was he said, uh, tonight ABC is premiering a new mature version of the Muppets that reports say will cover a range of topics from sex to drugs to interspecies relationships with no subject being off limits. It sounds to me like the whole show should be off limits. Hollywood seems to be in a frenzy to see what new moral low they can reach in their programming. Their agenda is to promote sin, is to, promote sin to a younger and younger audience. I applaud the, the group that we have promised not to mention on this show because they don't matter enough to even deserve it for speaking out against this and urging parents to call on ABC to take it off the air and you know uh, uh, sorry end quote Um, my favorite part of this is when it says uh, is is the fact that he has a problem with covering the topic of interspecies relationships
0: because I this is a point that's been raised anyone in any article that's talked about this yeah
1: I, I love that, because think about it for merely half a second, and look at any picture of Kermit and Piggy, and just use your noggin. I mean, I, I understand your concern. I understand your concern. Little children see this, and if it's explicitly adult, then yes, they can get stuff in their head that they're not supposed to have in their head. What we're seeing in the show is not that,
0: and so it's not right to freak out about the show beforehand. Um... Yes, but you see, you see JD, you're not desperate for media attention. That's the difference. You're not trying to manipulate the news cycle to get your name out there for no I'm going to stop because yeah. Yeah. It's shameful. It's it's more it's as shameful as the behavior these people say they're protesting against. They should be Ooh. ashamed of themselves. They should go away and that's as much as I'm going to say. Yeah.
1: Shame on you. Sorry, that was a terrible posse, but you get the idea. <laughs> thank, thank, so, thank you. Yes. Moving right along. All right, it's time to wrap up the show. Well, almost. Almost.
0: Steve? Don't go all frog fan on me, Steve. No, no, no. Sorry. I just, well, you, you said the song, and that's one of the ones I know how to play that's kind of impressive on ukulele, so. Play it again. I'm good. I'm back. I'm okay, here. Okay. Okay. Oh, you want to hear it again? Okay. Nope. nope. Okay. I'm here. I'm let, Let's go. Let's do this. Okay.
1: It's time for
0: a toast and a roast. This is when... Oh my
1: God, there's more. <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. Let's do it. It's time for a toast and a roast. This is when we pick one person. It can be a character in the show or a person related to the show whom we are going to toast. We are going to celebrate uh, what they have done in relation to the show. And we roast somebody else. For making okay. the show worse. So, all right. Would you like me to begin? I would like you to begin. Okay. A toast to Zoot. It.
0: <laughs>
1: did I beat you to it?
0: <laughs> you did, but that's okay. Okay. That's okay. Fine. I changed my mind. You get to no, toast. No, no, no. You, you, you take it because I'll, I'll, I'll think of so. There, there's plenty to toast here. That's that's not a problem. So go for You're it. Right.
1: Continue. Okay. So I'm going to toast to Zoot because he had the ultimate joke. To establish the tone of this episode. It's something that's basically harmless. I mean, there are plenty of uh, family productions that can carefully allude to AA meetings or something of that nature, similar meetings, and that's fine, but it still establishes the adult tone that we want to see in this show. Very funny totally spot on for Zoot and leave it to the quiet guy to speak up with one of the funniest jokes in the whole episode right towards the beginning it established the tone of the episode the tone of the whole show and was a big laugh and reminded me just how much I love Zoot Steve who's your toast
0: No, no no do your roast too oh do my
1: roast as well
0: yeah 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 okay
1: I'm going to roast whoever the heck decided to call this show the Muppets you can't do that. You've got to do a character from the show. No, I don't. I already explained in the rules that it can be someone uh, related to the show. It could be one of the creators. All right. Or, fine. That's it a has to be out. someone from the show. Are we changing the rules? Yes. It's episode it's one, so we can change the rules. The sh- it has to be a character. Oh, rats. Um, no, that's not my character. I'm going to roast Fozzie's girlfriend, Ricky uh, Lindholm. Is that how you pronounce the last name? Okay. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce her name. I'm only vaguely, vaguely, vaguely familiar with her work uh, in uh, Garfunkel and Oates. But I didn't think that she was as good for the character as the person who was in the pitch reel. The girl who was in the pitch reel you totally bought uh, was uh, someone yes. who, whom you, you would want the parent's approval if you were with that person. Um, with with Ricky, it didn't seem like the parents would matter that much because when it's a thirty-six-year-old woman, well, the parents aren't necessarily that a wasn't huge thirty-six-year-old woman. Come on, it, it was. She's thirty-six. I'm looking at her Wikipedia but page right now. But she's playing a twenty-five-year-old. Yeah, but you don't buy it for a dang second.
0: Well, okay, it's true. All that right. was
1: that was the problem. My brother pointed that out too. It's like she's like. 40 and she's playing someone who's 25 that doesn't work and i'm like no it it kind of worked no you're right it doesn't work all right all right and so for me that
0: kind of broke a little bit of the illusion steve i'm going to toast Fozzie's girlfriend becky no i'm kidding um i am going to uh start on the roast though because i'm going to roast becky's father carl who is not big mean carl he's human carl it was the same Carl from the sizzle reel only this time has a very encroaching mustache that just it, it takes it, it, it's horrible and it's it's comedically horrible and it's probably horrible on purpose but he was just the typical sitcom suspicious dad didn't like the boyfriend everything about that whole scene if I if I could roast a scene and I can't so I won't but it would be everything involving Becky's parents' home. It was, the, the set was designed to look as nondescript generic as possible. It was a very dark set. His parents were the most cookie cutter sitcommy parents you could possibly get so that the absurdity of Becky and Fozzie's relationship stood out um, in that whole setup. But, The dad just there was nothing funny about him. Where I feel like there could have been some good comedy coming from that. It was just a very blank character. Not not Kim blank, mind you, but still very blank. Um, This is going. You realize Kim is going to be a running gag from now on, right? Oh, totally, totally, yes. Um, If I could uh, roast anyone who's associated with the show, and I can't, but if I could, I would roast imagine dragons because they are also terrible they, and, they you could have roasted them they count and nondescript and corporate rock and everything that's wrong with music right now but they're not uh, but i've already said someone, wrong with music right now part of what's wrong no but they're with most music. things they're most things that are wrong with music right now and uh and the fact that they didn't even play a whole song
1: not, never not mind that the song was
0: terrible Never mind that the song was terrible to begin with. But but I can't roast them because I already picked one. But if I could roast a second person, I would say Imagine Dragons. It, uh, I, that that closing uh, song could have been a Katy Perry song, mind you. So be thankful. Oh, yeah. Uh but I will toast Statler and Waldorf. Okay. Because they well they they have to be there somewhere, right? And I think creatively they were placed in a in the perfect position, you know that this is a TV studio, so they're not going to have the opera box for them to sit in, but they're going to be somewhere. I would much rather see them as a part of the audience as I'm traditionally used to seeing them as opposed to trying to shoehorn them into fitting in somewhere with the backstage setup, you know, of this, of this late night show. So, uh, yeah, very well done with, with Statler and Waldorf. I wasn't a fan of all of their jokes necessarily, but their presence is absolutely necessary in the show and it at least gives them something to build on. You know, they're, they're part of that, um, that resting five area that I talked about earlier, but I really, I I, I thought that, uh, you know, they, their presence gives the show so much more potential. There was a lot of great things. Uh, of course, you, you took my original pick of Zoot because that was really just a, a sheer stroke of brilliance. A lot of the scooter stuff was really, really brilliant puppetry too. We saw great puppetry. I we know. saw great camera techniques. That whole entire elongated walk in that first scene with uh, Miss Piggy and Kermit where they walk all the corners around this maze mm-hmm. of the office and the camera follows them in one shot. That's one of the things right there that Steve Whitmire was talking about in these summer Comic Con panels and things where he was saying things like, you know, we're doing things technically that we've never been able to do before. It's something that to a viewer at home who maybe doesn't care as much about these things as we do, it would just look like, oh, okay, it's just it's another scene. But we're looking at but that to, and going, But wow. to
1: us, it looks like they pulled something off that's unlike anything they've ever been able to do before. They actually had a good scene, even though it had Andy and Randy in it. It's amazing.
0: Now that's true. You know what? I was also a fan of Lou Zealand's appearance and his costume, which is, it was not the the red suit and the cape thing. It was, he just looks like a guy wearing a flannel shirt. That was pretty cool. I'm anxious to see what we gonna, are going to get with the Chip character. Probably not um, much. Which is. Probably not much. And it's funny that they say that that character was modeled after Bill Prady, because that can only be true if they did so when they created that character in Muppets from Space. But they can say whatever they want about the character. Okay. Well, anyway. um, That's that's my toast and roast. All right. The one of each category, right? Yeah. Well, hey,
1: that was good. I like that segment. That segment works. I'm keeping that one. Um, that's a pretty good yeah like that's probably the best segment so far that we've done. And now do you have any closing remarks?
0: Uh I think we have exhausted any and all ideas about this show. Um so you've got your site and your review and this podcast. I have mine with uh, I'm going to be reviewing each episode over on muppetcast.com so Episode one's review is already up there. And uh, I think I'm also going to be live blogging or live tweeting. I'm going to be doing something similar to what you're doing. I think it's great that all these different sites are now like we're all th- this new life has been injected mm-hmm. and we're exploring all these ways to interact live with our audiences. That is too much fun. Yes, I've never live tweeted before, but now just follow
1: along and at New Muppet Show. Couldn't believe no one had taken that Twitter yet. That's so
0: awesome that you got and that. So, yes. So
1: you can follow along there when I live tweeted And maybe maybe we will have to be replying to each other's tweets and retweeting each other. Oh, no. Live tweet war. This will be
0: fun, Steve. And then after that, uh, after the show, uh, I'm going to be going live on YouTube at MuppetCast.com slash live. For, uh, I don't know how long, probably not very long, but kind of like an after party kind of thing. So it's a live video and chat session with me. We can all talk and geek out about what we just saw. So that'll be a lot of fun too. I'm
1: not typing up any reviews because you can, you listeners can read reviews from Steve. You can read them from everybody else. I'm just going to bring people here to Ralph's Tavern, have a few drinks of tap water and talk about each episode and hopefully have Steve on a few more times in the future. Yeah.
0: Love it. Yeah. So Steve, where can people find you online? Where can they follow your stuff? Well, I do a little podcast called The Muppet Cast. You can find it online at MuppetCast.com and in iTunes by going to MuppetCast.com slash iTunes. That'll take you right to the page or just, you know, search for The Muppet Cast in the iTunes store. So subscribe and listen. It's uh, just about every week. I say it's most weeks that we have a brand new episode for you. A lot of great stuff. Muppet interviews, news, games, all that kind of fun stuff. Muppet music as well. I'll be talking a little bit about the TV show, but not as much and not in as great a detail as you are, because, well, you're doing that. Uh, There's also all the live stuff that I'm doing. Like I said, MuppetCast.com slash live is where we do uh, weekly after parties of the new Muppet Show now. And uh, for any comments or questions about the Muppets, the Muppet Cast, anything else, you can just send an email to me, M-E, at MuppetCast.com. And I'm J.D. Hansel from MuppetHub.com.
1: To get in touch with me, you can send an email to notme, N-O-T-M-E, at MuppetHub.com. Be sure to send in your thoughts on this episode so that we can talk about that next episode. As you're watching uh, the upcoming episode of The Muppets that comes out Tuesday at 8, please send us your thoughts so we can talk about it on this show. In fact. I don't know what I'm doing with this podcast yet, but I was thinking I might be able to have some listeners on if you wanted to do something sort of like uh, that Muppet List segment that was on somebody else's show. who whoever did the Muppet List segment. Um that would be it would be fun to actually have listeners on to discuss this.
0: Oh totally. So if you've
1: got if you've got something to say, hey, send a tweet at new Muppet Show or send an email to not me at MuppetHub.com. And be sure to subscribe to our podcasts because This show, Let's Talk Muppets, the Muppet Review Pod, or the Muppet Review Show, whatever I'm calling it, is a branch of 11 Point Collar, which you can find also at MuppetHub.com and at MuppetHub.com slash iTunes. You can't find it at MuppetHub.com slash iTunes as I'm recording this, but when you're listening to it after I edit this show, yes, you will be able to hear, or find that there. So subscribe to 11 Point Collar. You'll find this in that feed and on 11 Point Collar's new YouTube channel. Yes, this whole episode, if everything goes according to plan, will be listenable on YouTube on the 11 point collar channel. If everything goes according to
0: plan. I really it's, think you should go with the name Rolf's Tavern for one very specific reason. Because then you that? can end every show by saying, that's all this week from Rolf's Tavern. You can't go home. Yeah, you, oh, what is it? That's all from, that's all this week from Rolf's Tavern. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I can still do that because the setting is still Rolf's Tavern. That's perfect then. But I don't remember what you just said. That's 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 going to be all this week from Rolf's Tavern. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. No, I'm not going to be able to remember that. Sorry. Um... <laughs> it's what every bar
1: says. Oh, I don't get out much, Steven. Okay. <laughs> be sure to like Muppet Hub on Facebook at MuppetHub.com Facebook. And you can follow us on, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JD11PC, on Tumblr at JD11PC, other places I'm at JD11PC. And that's about all I have to say. So we'll see you here next time at Ralph's Tavern or whatever Steve says. Should be more fun. Dude, that's my thing! You can't do that! That's not <laughs> but, fair!
0: Oh, but you laugh.